Press is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms. How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. How would you like to be paid for your speaking as to associations and societies that pay speakers? Uh, You can showcase your skills, your expertise to further potential customers. That's why getting through the gatekeepers is so difficult. Well, today we've got an expert who's going to show you, tell you, describe how to do it. Everyone calls the meeting planners and generally They're not the decision makers. Wouldn't you like to know who to call? Ed Rigsby is with me today. He's going to explain how to go after the soft underbelly through article publishing and quickly discover who the true decision maker is, how you can effectively sell your services, your expertise, what you write your books about, too. Ed is a speaker of really of, of world renown. He's presented to for 19 societies of association executives. He's the CEO of one of my favorite groups, the Cigar Peg, which rolls out every summer at the annual National Speakers Association meeting. It's a 501c3 nonprofit public charity that has donated buku amounts of money to help others out. He's been published internationally by hundreds of trade associations and professional societies, and his latest book is The ROI of Membership, Today's Missing Link for Explosive Growth. Ed has also presented, meaning he spoke, twice at the World Education Congress of Meeting Professionals and the annual National Convention of the Professional Convention Management Association. In other words, what we've got with us for this hour is someone who knows the insider track of how to work with associations and societies. That's what this show is all about today, the who, what, where, when, and how to do it. All right, Ed, welcome to Author You, your guide to book publishing. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, well, I, you know, I, I always love the few times I show up at NSA these days, but the Cigar Peg has always been one of my favorites. Well, you You know, we've called it, uh, we say, while it's not for everybody, everybody is invited. So uh, we try to have a good time, make a few bucks, make a difference and, um, you know, keep the uh, keep the outliers and the contrarians and the misfits, uh, give them a place to hang and be. And um, over the years, the cigar peg has kind of turned out to be the place to go. So uh, thank you for your, your compliment. Appreciate it. (laughs) Yeah, I think I was one of the original people that showed up at the first one. And what year was that? First cigar peg party was uh, very casual. It was 1999 in San Antonio. Ed Robinson uh, helped me put it together. And, um, uh, you know, I was out uh, on the Riverwalk at the Presidio. And, you know, it it was... uh, (laughs) 
I remember. Yeah, anybody had the uh, the, the Hornitas uh, tor- uh, yeah. tequila T-shirt got two dollar tequila shooters, mixed drinks, and all that. So it it, it um, I think everybody maybe uh, had more tequila than they needed that night. But uh, yeah, and, and over the years since that year, how much money have you raised for others? Uh, we've we've given out. Uh, I think we're at about five hundred. Thirty or forty thousand. I, I have to look at the exact numbers, but uh, way over five hundred thousand. Yeah. See, see, everyone. That's what a little tequila and a t-shirt can do for you. All right. So <laughs> <laughs> let's, just, uh, let's talk about. Um, and and I, you know, I've been kind of dedicating because I am. I just opened up um, uh, my first, literally my first first. Uh, book on speaking and you know I've been speaking for almost 40 years now and you know how to create a million dollars I've done to do that and I believe that with with vision with focus um, and and persistence and persistence any one of you listening in can do it too but you got to have the vision you got to have the focus and you got to be willing to work your your tush off to get yeah, there. You know, Judith, I completely agree with you. I, I think persistence is is huge. Um, I know for a fact that I'm not the best speaker out there. I know that for a fact I'm not the smartest person out there. Um, however, I, I've watched people over the years um, come and go that were better speakers than me, brighter than me, but they couldn't stick to it. And mm-hmm. um, just they went back to selling insurance or whatever they did. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. uh, too bad for them. Too bad for them. That's because they didn't have the persistence, Ed. Yes. You know, and and all, and and you have to keep the fire in the belly. And I think one of the beauties of speaking is that I mean, you and I have traveled all over the world. I mean, I've spoken in every state in in this country. I have spoken in twenty countries, and it's you know why speak? Well, because it's fun. Because you meet amazing people, because you go places you probably would never imagine. I mean, who would have thought I would have been speaking in Nome, Alaska for three days? By God, I did it one year. Speaking around the world is a lot of fun. Uh, last year, um, I was in Abu Dhabi, and I was able to take my wife with me. And I was speaking at the uh, their first... Um, uh, Middle East Association. And so that was quite a lot of fun. And, you know, I mean, like you say, it, it I mean, it, it's good to make money. And it's also good to be able to have a lifestyle where one gets to enjoy their life and one gets to see the world and let other people pay for it. I mean, you know, it, 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 mm-hmm. it's a good thing. It's a very good mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. And, and I will say, everyone, look, it's not it's not easy that that kind of travel get it's hard on you. I mean, you you have to really take care of yourself in the process. So let's just kind of jump into this. I mean, you and I come, you and I have some of the same DNA here. But when, you know, so, and I always ask my my guests to give me five or seven bullet points that I can play off with. I also always tell them, I know enough about your topics that I'm dangerous. And uh, meaning I can just, I can just jump in and take over if someone gets lost. And it happens. So Ed and I are old pros when it comes to the speaking industry and what goes on so let's you you have a phrase you you use getting paid to showcase let's yes, just jump yes. in right there what's that mean how do we yeah. use it well here's the thing 
You know, for, for, an, uh, for a nonfiction author, somebody that's writing about, you know, some kind of a topic that, you know, it, that, that somebody somewhere is going to be interested in, you know, there, there's an association for almost anything. And, and later on the show, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about the National mm-hmm. Trade and Professional Association directory and the 7,500 mm-hmm. associations in it. But let's just for now, there's an association for almost anything. So just about mm-hmm. anybody that's listening to this, if you're a nonprofit author, there's probably an association or a group of associations that would love to hear what you have to say. Now, in, in taking the idea of, of speaking at a trade association or a professional society meeting, why well, I say it's paid to showcase is because, you know, generally, not always, but generally they pay you to, to, to deliver a, a workshop, a breakout session, especially a, a keynote or a general session. And then for a lot of us, the people in the audience, they're really the people we're trying to sell to, whether we're trying to sell our books, whether we're trying to sell our consulting or whatever kind of a back-end thing that we have. And everybody's got something a little bit different. But, you know, think about it. It's like, okay, I'm going to the National Association of ABC or XYZ or whatever, and I'm going to be speaking to a bunch of leading people in that profession or industry or a bunch of business owners and and they paid me, you know, who knows what, anywhere from let's say twenty five hundred dollars to probably fifteen thousand dollars to be a speaker in that range, and I've got that speaking fee, and then I, if I'm good enough, I get to talk to my customers, and and if I give mm-hmm. a really really mm-hmm. good content, I can give a thirty second sales pitch, and nobody's upset, and I get to sell more. I mean, so. <laughs> Why, why wouldn't one want to do that? It's just the greatest thing in the world. So that's why I call it paid showcasing. Okay. Well, and here's the other thing is I just let's just play around with it because I actually have a little a, a section in my new book about no swooping allowed. Um, and you and I have seen it happen. I mean, both you and I, when uh, we go to conferences, we go. I mean, you, you didn't go into Abu Dhabi and, and do an hour presentation and split, right? No, uh, when I was in Abu Dhabi, <clears throat> I was the facilitator of all but one of the six or eight panel discussions. Yeah, I was there for... Uh, you were there. Two, yeah, it was a two-day meeting. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then I was there a few days before and a few days afterwards. Yeah, you got to stay and play and leave some money. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, if you, hey, if you get invited again, uh, count me in. I'd, I actually would like to go see Abu Dhabi. Um, yes. Yes, but yes, but we'll wonderful. come back to that. But let's, here's what we mean by swooping. That that and Ed has talked about. He was there. He was connected for the whole time. Plus, he stayed a couple of days after. Here's the big plus. And not only do you get to showcase and show what you're good at and what you speak about um, and your expertise, but when you hang out, you interact and you start building relationships right away. Everyone, I will bet, who attended that conference remembers Ed because he was so present. He was so present and he was so available to talk to them. That's how I always had a speaking calendar booked at least one year out because I hung out. I stayed around and we we had a chance to talk to people about, gee, what's going on in your organization and here's how I can help. And uh, wouldn't you agree, Ed? That's that's one of the key points. 
Sure. It's, you know, just using that Abu Dhabi example, <clears throat> I mean, I'm sure each of us have got, you know, hundreds of examples, but just using this, this, this one as an example, you know, like uh, we're, we're on the bus ride and, and you know, over to, uh, to go to the Viceroy Hotel, that's the, mm-hmm. the, the five or six star hotel where they got the, 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 the Formula One racetrack going around the hotel. And oh my so we're gosh. All our, we're, we're all on our <laughs> evening you know, I'm okay. in a suit. My wife's in her evening gown. Okay, and Ed, the, Ed, yeah. Ed, Ed, let's let's have you hold that story because we're gonna have to take a quick commercial break. Okay. And okay. he's got us. All right, everyone, he's got us on the racetrack. You're listening to author you, your guide to book publishing, and Ed <laughs> okay. is gonna get us going. We'll be right back. is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Is there a book in you or another? Author You will show you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being hoodwinked. If you already have a book out, You'll find a supportive and brainstorming community that's connected and creative no matter where you live. Author U brings in national experts for its book camps and annual author extravaganza held each May. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through Author U's extensive network, members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publish. The Resource, its online book publishing news magazine, is content-heavy and it's free. If you want to create a book that has possessed punch and panache author you is for you if you're a hobbyist or a casual author it's not join author you today through its website at authoru.org. follow author you on twitter at author you and on facebook at author you where timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted daily author you where the author goes to become seriously successful Impressions are everything in the world of book publishing. Whether your book is an ebook, a print version, or both, your book cover needs to pop, sizzle, and sparkle to immediately capture the attention of your audience. And your book's interior needs to be just as dynamic and reflect the professionalism your readers demand. Nick Selinger of NZ Graphics has won numerous national and international book awards for his cover designs and interior layouts. With over 20 years of experience in graphic design, he knows what it takes to create award-winning books and the many promotional pieces that authors need, such as posters, banners, postcards, one-sheets, business cards, logos, and more. Visit ncgraphics.com and see what authors and publishers have to say about their award-winning books and how NZ Graphics can make your book the success it was meant to be. That's nzgraphics.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Okay. All right. So with us is Ed Rigsby. He is a master in the speaking profession. 
And he's also just really integrated um, into associations and societies and how you can get booked and who you go about talking to. Um, and and, and it is, as he says, the inner inner underbelly, which I kind of like that phrase. So, Ed, we were ta- you left us on the racetrack in Abu Dhabi. Yeah, okay. Following up on your comment about being present, I completely agree with what you said. And, and the example I was, I was using in, you know, going back to that Abu Dhabi example. So my wife and I, you know, and a bunch of people from the conference, we're all in a bus, we're all dressed up, I'm in a suit, my wife's in a cocktail gown, going over to the Viceroy Hotel where, you know, they have the, the Formula One racetrack around it. And on the way, the meeting organizer, organizer kind of stands up and goes, hey, by the way, we have the opportunity to go to Ferrari World to stop by there. Is anybody interested in stopping by Ferrari World <laughs> on the way over to the – No. I jumped up. I was the first one. I jumped up, and I said, you know, the guy's name was uh, – uh, Amber was his nickname. He's from India. And I said, Amber, I'd love to go to Ferrari World. And then he goes – and then he, he said, you know, to everybody, well, anybody else? And a few other people then put their – Ferrari World. Now, visualize this. Here, You know – you're getting ready to get on the world's fastest roller coaster that goes from zero to 250 kilometers in like a blink of the eye. Now, getting ready, you have to take anything loose off and all the stuff out of your pockets, and they, you know, they, they store it for you safely. And um, you have to wear goggles. And now here's, you know, I've taken my suit coat off and tucked my tie underneath and all that. And here's my wife trying to get into the roller coaster thing in the Middle East in a ladylike manner and heels and a cocktail gown. Well, that was pretty cute as it was. Um, and and, and, and yeah, we, we did this, uh, you know, the, the world's fastest roller coaster. And then everybody went back, you know, to the, on the, to the Viceroy Hotel with everybody's hair all messed up. And even the keynote that night, her hair was all messed up from the thing. But it, it's, it's when you talk about these experiences together. So, you know, of the, you know, let's say a couple hundred people at, at this event, you know, maybe only 50 of us went to Ferrari World. But, you know, there, there's like, there's this, this connection and this relationship. And uh, like uh, the next night we're going in these Jeeps off to, you know, some Bedouin village. And a guy, you're going to laugh at this. Here's a guy that was a sheik in his full regalia. He gets in, in the Jeep with my wife and I in his board shorts and T-shirt. I didn't even recognize him, you know, and, and so we had a good laugh over that. But it, it's, you know, I, I think that you're so right about when you go to a meeting, yeah, the, the speaking is really, really important, and it's really important that you do a good job and, and that you deliver value. That, that, that's table stakes. The, the rest of the game, in, 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 in agreeing with you, is that, that yeah, you, you get part of the meeting. You get, you know, get to know people, be available, get them to like you. You know, do what you mm-hmm. can because people like to do business with people they like. And, exactly. And exactly. if you want to get hired by some of these companies and stuff at these meetings, or you want to sell the company 500 of your books or 1,000 of your books for the employees or, what you know, whatever the number is, you got to put a little bit of you into it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and here's what's really cool. With these distant relationships, I mean, it doesn't matter if it's across town. I mean, you know, when I do consulting with clients with with on their books, you know, they may they may live ten minutes from where I live, where I work, um, but we do it on Skype, 
or Zoom. You know, we, we you know, the remote world, it could be in your, in your neighborhood or it could be in Abu Dhabi. And that what's great is where you and I first started in this business decades ago. We can say decades, Ed. Decades ago. um, That the reality is that it was either phone. There wasn't even email back then. There wasn't. It it was either phone or snail mail. And that today is you have so many options. And and when you had the opportunity to all of a sudden see the sheet go from the, the full flowing gowns, to shorts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, now you have a connection, and I think that's what's really fabulous. All right, so with what well, that's a fun story. So I, I'll, I'll think of you in the Ferrari roller coaster from now on. All right, so think of me and think of me. Think of me. Um, uh, black, uh, and, and just a little side note that's cute. That thing went so fast. Yeah. That I could not take a breath until it went into a turn. That's how fast. Wow. I'm I'm not even. And how did your wife do with her high heels and her cocktail? She she had a heck of a time getting in, but as soon as the thing took off, the goggles flew off her face, (gasps) so she had to keep her eyes closed. And (laughs) I mean, no, she she was like, "Oh, let's go again." Then the next morning, she's looking at my eyes. My eyes are all bloodshot. I look like you know, I came out of something from Halloween. Um, Oh my gosh! Busted a bunch of capillaries in my eyes. It was awesome. It was awesome. It was was just the most amazing thing. Um, But, but we see as, as, as an author and and the author is the lead into being a speaker. Mm -hmm. And, and so when you're, when, when you're the author, I mean, they, they want you because you're the expert. And then Mm -hmm. when you get to go speak and get to go do some of these Mm -hmm. amazing things, I mean, think about it. How many people are, you know, around the world would give mm-hmm. their, you know, whatever, to be able to live mm-hmm. the life that we speakers get to live and, and get to have other people pay for us to do all this really neat stuff. I mean, you know, I mean, it's just, it's a great thing. I, I, you know, I have well, to you know, I, I have to share with you your side and then we'll jump into the decision maker things. But I remember, sure. I mean, through my years, you know, I've had dinner with Truman Capote, Cary Grant, President Jerry Ford. I mean, I've I've had amazing connections over the years and insights. And it was it was it was the dinner I had with Art Bookwald where he took some of my material I shared with him and he published it that stinker um, under his name is that was the epitome that said JB, you better get off the dime and start taking your material and publish it before other people do. That yeah. was my tipping point. That was yeah. back, yeah. yeah, back in 1979 when he did that to me. So yeah, with that, yeah, I know. Said, it, uh, uh, it, if we if we have conversations and somebody hears it, and yep. and yep. they're 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 on the ball, you know, I hate to say it, but they're going to probably snag it. Yeah, and that's what they do. All right, so let's talk about, um, you know, everyone always refers to meeting planners. I mean, I actually refer them to meeting planners because that's who I directly spoke with. Um, You know, I will tell you that it was the conference coordinator or the, you know, it wasn't the person who did the logistics on that, but it was either a conference coordinator or or the program or whoever was the decision maker. And I had to find out, was the decision maker, were they the solo or did we have a committee of 10? I had to know that kind of thing. So if we can get into that, um, where do we go? Here's the thing. 
I mean, and, and, and I'll admit, uh, you know, guilt for a lot of years of, you know, calling meeting planners. And, and you, you talked about, you know, when we got in this business, um, I mean, I just received my 30-year NSA pin the other day. Uh, but we got back in the business, you know, we'd make calls, and then we talk to the meeting planners, and we mail them our packets. And then, you know, I started learning over time that they probably took the packets and threw them away. The, the, the thing is that sometimes the person that's the meeting planner is the decision maker, but mm-hmm. frequently not. Frequently, the meeting planner is simply the logistics person. As an example, if you get a chance to speak at MPI, Meeting Professionals International, mm-hmm. at their World Education Congress, you'll have a wonderful time. It's a wonderful party. Most of the people there don't book speakers. Yes, in that's con- true. <clears throat> in contrast, if you get to speak at PCMA, Professional Convention Management Association, probably most of the people in the room are going to be people that are decision makers. So it's it's learning about who the decision maker is. Now, with the associations, what I've, well, I've, and I've been, I've doing, been doing programs on this for probably, oh, maybe 20 years at NSA Chapters. And and I this is how I really built my business. I'm not just throwing hey go try this, but this is this is how I built my business. Is I would take articles, and this was before my first book also. But if you have a book, you should just have articles adapted from your book. So you have a you know I and, and back in the old days I would 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 send hard copies of the articles and they they rekey them in and then and then I remember you know when we really jumped up in technology I would mail my articles on floppy disks mm-hmm. and you know then finally at some point you know they're uploaded on on the internet so if if I'm a person that that has a book and I want to speak at that conference whether it be a, a a trade association, professional setting. Let me take a little uh, turn here and just explain something to everybody. A trade association is usually an organization where a company belongs and all the mem- and all the employees of the company have access to the benefits of membership. A professional society is usually an individual membership organization where the individual joins. Just a little side note to help people understand the lay of the land. But so whether it be a trade association or professional society, um, rather than calling a meeting planner, my game for years has been I'd call up the editor. And the editor gets how many phone calls? Almost none. The meeting planner, any meeting planner you talk to, they get 50 to 100. Some get 200 calls from speakers or speakers bureaus a day. Mm -hmm. And so, number one, it's almost impossible to get through to them. And number two, they're the wrong person anyway. So when I call the editor, my goal is I'm going to build a relationship with this editor. I'm going to make some. I'm, I'm going to make a relationship bank deposit. So I'm going to talk to the editor and I'm going to say, "Hi, my name is Ed Rigsby. Here's my expertise. I have books, you know, on this, that, the other. And I, you know, I understand that your members are probably dealing with this and this and this and this." And I go, "Is that true?" And they go, "Yeah, yeah. That those are some problems." Well. You know, I've got uh, a number of articles adapted from my latest book, you know, the ROI membership, that, that will help your members with, with these challenges. Um, if you, you know, could take a minute, I'll show you where my article bank, I call it an article bank. I stole that from our dear departed friend, Dan Pointer. He used to call it an article bank. Okay, and, and um, we're going to take one more break and come back okay. to it. Dan is we'll, one we'll of talk about article banks.
your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Want to publish like a pro today? Well, then take a look at Ingram Spark, the only publishing platform that offers print and ebook services through a single source. Upload, edit, and manage titles all in one place. Take more control of printing costs with print on demand and reach even more readers through one of the world's most extensive distribution networks. Built by independent publishers for independent publishers, Ingram Spark has everything you need to maximize your book's potential color printing, ebook distribution, print on demand, global reach, and more. Start publishing with Ingram Spark today and see just how far your titles will go tomorrow. That's IngramSpark.com. Many of us have dreamed of writing a book. Some of us even have. Then the hard work starts. You'll need an editor. Who will design the cover or typeset the pages? Who will format the ebook? If you're a business owner, consultant, or coach with a serious message and expertise to share, the team of experts at 1106 Design can guide you through the maze. They've helped more than a thousand authors create top quality books and avoid the not so reputable self publishing companies. Learn more at 1106design.com. Then call Michelle at 602-866-3226. 1106design. Ned Thompson and Harry Shore started Thompson Shore in 1972. They believed employees with great character would make up the best company. They were right. They hired people who were not only experts in bookmaking, but who were obsessed with quality and delivering exceptional customer service. Almost 40 years later, Thompson Shore remains a 100% employee-owned company. Ned and Harry knew that successful customer projects are a direct result of empowered employees. We specialize in all books for large and small publishers. Creating beautiful and well-made books, we're dedicated to pleasing our customers by making the experience a good one from start to finish. The personal touch we have with our customers allows us to be innovative in solving their most difficult challenges. Our platform also ensures that we can remain flexible to meet our customers' unique needs and expectations. Our marketing kit can create buzz for your title, enhancing the promotion of your book during infancy. When you need to test the market to gauge your future sales, we can provide digitally printed books that will transition seamlessly into a larger offset run. From ebook to hard copy to delivery, our skillful customer service teams are at the ready to answer your most pressing questions. At Thompson Shore, we know that making the highest quality books requires more than just best technologies. It requires superior customer service, professionalism to the trade, and commitment to environmental and social values. With these standards of excellence in place, you can be sure that we will always help you put your best book forward. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Coming up, you'll hear more about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. I always love the breaks that I can talk to my guests. It's like, you know, it's old times. We get to catch up with old friends. 
All right, so here's where we we left off. We were talking about uh, the editor and the the article bank, which I love the phrase. And Ed referred to Dan Pointer, who was really the godfather of self publishing. The godfather. It was it was a a phrase that Dan loved because he just wanted to promote his parachuting books. Do you remember Ed? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So yeah. he self he self published him. Who who knew that it was going to birth this un- unbelievable area, and that I I'm I'm just going to tell all of you I'm going to reseparate it. I mean, self publishing to me, most self publishing books look like they were self published to me. Um, and I want to really think want you to all think about um the quality, and this is what Ed and I are talking about: the quality of speaking. The quality of your book should be viewed as it was published by a regular publishing press. Even if you're running the whole show, I don't care. It looks like it was manufactured by a true book manufacturer and you had professionals involved in it. That makes you a small press, an independent press, and that's the way I want you to think. All right, that's my bandwagon, Ed. Um, sure. Well, that. you know, so here's the thing. So when I'm, when I'm talking to a, an association or society editor, <clears throat> And I'm making my relationship bank deposit. What it, it, what I'm doing is is I'm telling them I, I'll say something like, and I'll usually joke and I go, you know, in case you have a situation where one of your uh, members or somebody doesn't come through and get an article to you on deadline, and we kind of joke and they say, yeah, that hasn't happened since yesterday. And I said, well, yeah, I'd like you to, you know, just bookmark my article bank, and that way you've got my articles 24/7. And I even have a, a word count after the title, and I have permission to reprint, and I have permission to edit, and I'm just going to make a stop right here and put another insert. I can't tell you, Judith, how many times I've spoken at professional speaker chapters, and somebody get up, well, I don't want an editor to edit my work. And I'll just say, you know something, guys? We're speakers, and we're speakers first. We're writers probably second. And in 30 years, I've never had an editor make me look bad. They've only made me look smarter than I am, so get over it. So the idea is I want to be the easiest guy in the world to work with. I want to be the, the, the situation where, um, where you know, when an editor is in a pinch, they're going to go, oh, man, I'm just going to go to Rigsby's website, grab an article. Even if it's 900 words and I need a 700-word article, I've got permission to edit. I can make it work. Bingo, it goes in there. Okay, then I get my article published, and then I get all kinds of good stuff because then people hire me. But that's just one thing. The real jewel here is getting the editor to say to themselves, mm-hmm. hey, this guy helped me out. And with the law of reciprocity, it's like, okay, if I help them out, then, then perhaps they might be willing to help me out. And so in this conversation, when I'm having a conversation with the editor, I'm talking about, you know, what I have available to them to help them out. And we try to have a, a, a chat. And, and, and then I use what, what in selling is called something like the doorknob close. And what basically is, is right before I hang up from the editor, I say, like, oh, by the way, one quick last question. They go, oh, what is it? And right at this point, any guards usually down, you know, is it just relaxed? You know, they, they say, I'm not trying to sell them anything. And I go, could you tell me, please, you know, who is the decision maker in selecting speakers for your events? Every once in a while, I'm a lucky camper, and they say, I am. And I go, awesome. And then we go into the selling mode. But frequently, it's like, well, you know, the meeting planner is, uh, you know, Larry Jones. And I go, well, is Larry the decision maker? 
And and the editor law says, well, so, no, actually, it's, it's Sally Smith. She's our uh, executive director or COO or whatever. She really is the one that makes the decision on speakers. Oh, okay, well, that's really helpful. Could you connect me with Sally? Nine out of ten times they will. Mm-hmm. Now – I've crashed past the gatekeeper. Number one, I, fa- I found out who the real decision maker is, so I'm not wasting my time with the meeting planner. I've got a direct connection to that, um, to that decision maker. And, and if I'm lucky enough to get on the phone directly with him, I'll say something like, uh, you know, Sally, I was just talking with uh, your editor, and we were talking about your members having these, this, 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 these challenges, and, and is that the way you see it? And they go, oh, yeah. And I so said, I just gave, you know, your editor several articles adapted to my book um, that, that, you know, to, to make, make available for you to use whenever. And then mm-hmm. so, you know, building the relationship, building the relationship. And then I, I say, and I don't try to sell them anything yet. I say, could you tell me what your process is for selecting speakers for your events? And then they go into, okay, we do this, we do this, we do this, we do this, we do this. And sometimes they'll say, well, your timing's perfect. Um, you know, hey, could you put a, submit a proposal or can you, you know, give me this information or that information? I might take it to my website, let them look at my video, do all those things. Um, and, I mean, to be in the speaking business, I mean, you've got to have a video on your website. And, and if the person says, well, you know, it's six months down the road, then I put that into my uh, CRM and or customer relationship management software. Mm-hmm. And, Thank you. And I'm, <laughs> go ahead. I said thank you because you know. Oh yeah, you know something. No, I, yeah. I know. You know, here's the thing. It, it, yeah. it's, it's typical that we want to use acronyms, and and we've got to be careful. If we use the acronym, nothing wrong with it. But then we better state out what it is, because mm-hmm. if you're an SME, a subject matter expert, and you just say I'm an SME, maybe not everybody knows what that is. And so, yeah. <laughs> but but anyway, the the idea is to to use your articles and and if you get them published that's great and if you don't get them published that's okay too that's not the game the game is to use those as the bridge to build the relationship with the editor to get the editor to care enough to to tell you the truth to tell you who really you need to talk to then once you finally find out who to talk to Mm-hmm. Well, now we can start selling. Now we can start explaining the value we bring to the platform. And, and here's the other thing for a lot of people that are, that are book people. There's a little tendency that book people tend to be introverts. And, and you've got to learn to be enough. And getting back to Judith, what you said at the very beginning is called persistent. You may have to make six, eight, ten calls to that decision maker before you mm-hmm. get that booking. And if you're unwilling to do that, if you're unwilling to be persistent, mm-hmm. you're probably not going to get many bookings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if you're willing to be persistent, there's a good chance that you're not going to get every every booking. You're not going to get every gig out there, but you're going to get a lot of gigs. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, how many, I'm going to go back to, well, go finish your thought, then I'll come back to your article, Ben. So finish your thought. No, I was just going to, in the, going to say to everybody that's listening, go, okay, think about it. You know, let's say you, you, you get a chance to talk to 10 decision makers. Let's say you only get one booking out of that. Well, that's not bad. You know, that's not bad. So, you know, depending on how many times you want to speak, that's going to, you know, pertain to how many calls you have to make. And, and, and I'm just going to say in, in the persistence thing, you got to make the calls. If you're unwilling to make the calls, it's probably not going to happen for you. Um, yeah, somebody will find you on your website here and there, 
But if you if you really want to sell some books, you know, and make some money, you know, from your books and, and make some money speaking, it, it's all about the game of finding who makes the decisions and being persistent enough. And I'm not saying be a jerk or anything like that, but I'm mm-hmm. saying being persistent enough to sell to the person and, and you're going to get your fair share of bookings. And then mm-hmm. you're going to get to go out there and, you know, have your books. And, and we can talk about all kinds of other games that can be played, whether you get a speaker fee, whether you don't get a speaker fee and they buy 500 books, whether they buy 500 books at retail or discount. There, there, there's all kinds of, you know, uh, scenarios and moving parts. But, but none of that works if you're unwilling to talk to the decision maker and call them back several times to explain to them how you're going to make everybody's life better at that at that conference. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think that, um, you know, I'm going back to a speaking gig in Seattle, Washington, a long time ago, where they, they you know, they say the coordinator of it had said, the decision maker, actually, had said they were really looking forward to having you, and we want to know if you could reach out to your publisher and see if you could get a discount if we bought some of your books. And and I've shared this story before, Ed, and I said, well, some of your books, I had just taken back the rights to the book, and I had bought all the, the, the remainder copies. There was like 60 left. So some is, and to my mind, some was less than 60. Would you would you think that offhand? Um, some yeah, said some? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it, it's weird because, you know, <laughs> Sometimes they're talking about five books. Sometimes they're talking about five thousand books. You just don't I, know. I don't. I don't think that anywhere more. So, and I said, you know, I am sure. So I'm saying, I'm sure I can get a discount for you. And I said, would twenty five, thirty percent, if I could get that, would you be happy? Said, oh, we'd be really happy. Okay, so we want a thousand copies of the book. So, oh. so, so I, I had a conversation with the plant in the corner of my office, and we made a decision that we would supply them, and that's how I created Mile High Press. And I was able to negotiate enough money to print two thousand copies. And the only thing I screwed up on that, I mean, I found, you know, I had to do new covers, uh, new interior designs, da 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 da. The only thing I screwed up on was printing because I didn't understand publishing back then the way I do now, and. That I was taken to run for it, but that kicked it off, and it totally redirected my thoughts on how authors should be publishing today. With that, we're going to take our final break. With me is Ed Rigsby. It's Author You, Guide to Book Publishing, and we want you to sell books. We're showing you how. is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. The book shepherding concept is simple. The publishing world is changing and so must you. You need an experienced shepherd and a guide to partner with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so, or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, builds your brand, and is a financial success, a bestseller. It's your choice. You choose. You need the book shepherd. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You don't need problems. You want solutions. 
Dr. Judith Browse will shepherd you through the maze and the chaos. At times, she's had to step in and rescue a book, a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher or by a publishing service provider or sometimes even the author themselves. Judith Bryles is the book shepherd. If you want to create a book with no regrets, give her a call today, 303-885-2207. That's 303-885-2207 or email her at judith at bryles.com. By the way, Bryles is spelled B-R-I-L-E-S. Follow Judith on Twitter at MyBookShepherd and on Facebook at TheBookShepherd. One of the most important decisions you will ever make is your choice for printing your book. You are choosing a company which will be responsible for guiding you through the process and printing your book at a level of quality and detail that embraces your personal and creative needs. You want to choose a company that when your book finally arrives, you are delighted and ready to move on to the next level and one that is customer focused. Choose King Printing Company and Addy Books to be that company that brings you to the next level. Go to kingprinting.com or call 978-458-2345 and ask for Tom Campbell. At Total Printing Systems, customer service is our priority. We are located in Southern Illinois. Our employees have an average of 18 years' experience and know that customer relationships are important to our continued success. We have been a short-run book printer for nearly 40 years and always stay at the forefront of technology. Our niche is from 1 to 5,000 copies. Today, we offer digital black and white and four-color high-speed inkjet printing, a cost-effective way to introduce color into your short-run titles. We, of course, offer traditional offset printing as well. Bindery is done in-house, from adhesive case binding to PUR perfect binding to mechanical binding of all types, including side sewing. We provide warehousing, kitting, distribution, inventory management, a new print-on-demand facility, streaming browser-based ebooks, and bookstore. Call us at 1-800-465-5200 for a quote on your next book project. You can also visit our website at www.tps1.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Hello. Time flies when you're having a good time. So with me is Ed Rixby. He is an expert in the public speaking arena and specifically how to get into the eyeballs and the, in the thought processes of associations, trade shows, societies, um, and decision makers. We'll skip the meeting planners. Let's just go to decision makers of people who bring in speakers that are looking for authors and expertise. So, and one of the things Ed and I, because I want to loop back to the article bank, because I love this idea of having something specifically on your website that you use in your pitch toolbox. So, Ed, let's let's come back to that. One thing I wanted to make sure that everybody, and if you'll just recap what you had on each article at the top yeah, of the sure. account. So, and, again, 
Yeah, so in my article, Mike, <clears throat> and, and it, depending on how much time we have, could get into how I have a Revive Social auto-upload all of my articles slash blogs to you got 12 LinkedIn minutes. and Twitter. 12 minutes, but, Ed. <laughs> but let me get <laughs> yeah, I know. So, so in, in the article bank, okay, you go to rigsby.com. It's in the navigation top right. Click on article bank. It comes up, and I've got like five or six different article banks. I've got my strategic alliance ones, my association articles, my um, personal responsibility, so forth and so on. And my strategic alliance ones, because I've got three books on it, there's probably about 150 articles. My association article bank, there's probably 60 articles. My personal responsibility, there's probably only a dozen articles. So, you know, for, for all of you listening to this podcast, you only need a half a dozen articles up on your website. That'll get you started. A half a dozen articles, you know, that, that, that you know, is adapted from your book. And what you want to have in your – the way it, it works out there in the marketplace, your article needs to be for the reader, meaning no selling in the article, and your bio at the end is for you. And all these magazines and everything, they will include your bio at the end and, you know, the contact information and all that. So you, you have a really good article with great content adapted from your book. You have the bio at the end that says, you know, why you're wonderful and how people can contact you. And so when, when somebody goes to my article bank, it's like, bam, you got the, the, the five different categories. Click on whatever category. Now we've got a list. It's got the article title, the word count below it. They click on it. They go to the page. Now, I mean, today's today's world, we should put pictures on those pages. We can put video on those pages, all kinds of stuff. But the article is there, and the way my website's set up, always on the right side, it never leaves. It's always there is, is the permission to reprint, so that they always see it. And, and, and that's the key to make it – it gets back to make it really, really easy for the editor. So if, if you're a person um, – I wouldn't I wouldn't start calling editors until you got about at least like a half a dozen articles on your website. And then once you're there, you can keep adding them um, that you've got something to give them. You've got something to give them. And, and you know, you, you can have uh, your picture in there, you know, within the text of the article. Uh, you can have the book cover. Now, Dan Pointer, we talked about Dan. Dan Pointer, mm -hmm. I used to argue about he liked to have his articles upload his website as a PDF. All the editors I talk to hate that. They oh, want they, a word doc. They want, yeah. they want it. They, they don't want a word. No, they don't want a word doc. They just want text. They just so on my website, you just like it with a blog. Okay, if you click on the blog, it's a, it's a new page. It's a new URL, and um, and so every article is its own page. They can just easily you know copy and paste the text, drop it in, and they can manipulate it accordingly. But a PDF. Is, is 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 much more difficult, and so then the the, the thing just that I wanted to, to if I could just throw out to your people, um, so I've got it set up. All of my articles, I'm, I'm my website's a, a word a WordPress website. All my articles are actually it's a it's in using their blog mechanism, and um, <clears throat> there's a, several products around. The one I use is Revive Social, and it grabs at, at whatever hours I so so. Every, um, every six hours, Revive Social grabs one of my articles randomly and posts it at Twitter. And every eight hours, it grabs one randomly and posts it in LinkedIn. So I'm, I'm getting a lot of, of uh, 
what I would call, you know, if, if we really want to speak at these associations, we, yes. we have to be seen as a thought leader. And, and if we're going to be seen as a thought leader, I, I mean, we could do a whole you know, uh, podcast just on being a thought leader. If we want to be seen as a thought leader, then we've got, they've got to see us, see us, see us, see us, see us. So you know, all the people, and I've got like probably 8,000 association executives I'm connected with on LinkedIn. So they're seeing these articles all the time. So you know, if, if once you once if if you're listening in on this, once you've got some of your articles written and on your website in, in your blog and stuff, let's start figuring out ways to repurpose, 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 repurpose. Oh, I love this idea. I mean, I, I think everyone needs to really pay attention to this. I, mean, I write two blogs a week, sometimes three blogs a week. I am sitting with a boatload of stuff that all you have to do is just modify it just a tad. I'm telling you, just a tad. And what you need to do is get them in your categories that you want to do, like Ed was talking about. He has different things, whether it's personal responsibility, it could be development. It For me, I'm doing everything I do is about speaking and publishing type of area. So you have all those components. So that's kind of easy peasy. Yeah. Uh, to, to get into and, and then but there's further breakdowns in there but make it really easy um i i think i would just do you know in a in the text that you know note to editors you know you have permission to reprint you have permission to edit you have permission to you know sell this to your mother i don't care and- <laughs> I, use, I use an interesting term and i i have permission for reasonable editing mm-hmm. now i have no clue what that means but they know but they, know. They, they just make it mean what they want it to mean. So, so I, I don't want to give, quote, carte blanche, but I, I make it vague enough that they just make their own translation. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, I, and I think that that really, really works. But it, it, it's, I think that, 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 you know, after all these years of doing this, you know, where I am today, and, um, and I was just at Social Media Marketing World Conference a couple months ago down in San Diego, mm-hmm. and that's kind of mm-hmm. propelling me in some new directions too. But it, it, it's, I think that we write a book, okay, we, we have authority because we wrote the book, but now what are we going to be doing in the marketplace so the marketplace sees us as a thought leader on that topic that then when we go to, to contact these associations, I mean, that maybe they've heard our names here and there. And, um, and, and, and so we're, we're already familiar. And, and as we're, you know, instead of going crazy and trying to get to the meeting planner, um, the, the other thing that I was going to say is where you said you're usually leaving voicemail, here's the interesting mm-hmm. thing. If you're talking to the editor at these associations and they connect you through, you're going to get actually through to a live person more times than not. Absolutely. Because, That's totally correct. That, that is totally not, correct. It's not an, an external call coming in. It's, it's an internal. internal call being rerouted. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it's probably one of the greatest little secrets in the world that when you can get the editor to connect you, you've got a much better, not, not I mean, nothing's always, I mean, it's not going to be. Mm-hmm. Always that's going to happen, but you got a much better chance of actually getting the person. So what I would tell people is, man, be ready. Don't 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 be asleep on the wheel there. When when that editor connects you over, be be on your you know your your A game and be ready to, exactly. to actually talk to a live person. Yeah, because oh, there's okay. a good chance it's going to happen. Okay, two more things. We got two minutes left. What about sending just an email? Should people do that or not? Um, to try to pitch it. You know. Um, I'm going to give you something that 
I, I apologize to everybody before. Maybe you don't want to hear this. Sending emails is kind of like, you know, wearing a dark suit, peeing your pants. It gives you a nice warm <laughs> feeling, but nobody notices. <laughs> okay, I'm with you. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, go ahead and send the emails. What the hell? They, but, I mean, look at associations, their own members, open. The, the, their, their open rate's only 25%. So associations sending emails to their members, only 25% of their members are opening. So okay. if, 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 you, if we think that we're going to be sending emails and selling, yeah. it's, it's, I, I think it's just, it's, it's a tool you can use, but it's not the primary tool. So I'll be yeah. careful because yeah. the filters are going to block yeah. you. There's all kinds of reasons why your email will never be seen. Last yeah. but not yeah. least, what if, you know, you've got this article bank. What if they never publish any of your work? What, what, Who cares? Who cares? Got it. Well, all right. I could care less if they don't publish my work because the game is for me. I mean, I, I love it when mm-hmm. they publish my work, and I usually get bookings when they publish my work mm-hmm. from, from people reading and, me and too. calling me up, oh, do you speak on this? Yes, I do. But the mm-hmm. idea is it's the articles are just the bridge to get to the decision maker. So the what we're talking about is the bridge. Yeah, we're talking about bridge. One final question here. Could you repeat the name of the service that you use that automatically redid your articles on LinkedIn every eight hours? Revive Social. R-E-V-I-V-E Social. S-O-C-I-A-L. Revive Social. Perfect. That's what I mean. I mean, I'm going to check that out. And with that, Ed Rigsby, thank you so much. And we will come back and do another show um, on some of these other topics that we've already Absolutely. kissed on. All right. Absolutely. Thank you for being with, thank you for being with us. It's author you, your guide to book publishing. I'm Judith Browse, your book shepherd, and we'll be with you next week. a part of your guide to book publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host dr judith briles each 